Good evening. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee. In the studios with me is Ian McNally, Bahir Yusuf, and Julian Yap. We are talking today about Stuber, a new buddy cop movie starring Kumal Nunjiani and Dave Bautista. Please be a five star ride. Hey! Uber? Yeah. Be cool, be nice. I'm Stu. How do you do? Compton. I'm LAPD. Let's go. Do you have a more specific address? Captain! Official police business? Just going to see a friend. Take this. Oh, I am not touching that. It's a baby gun. It allows you to fire it while crying. I got this. Hello, operator? We need help. Someone's trying to murder us. Hello, operator? We need help. Someone's trying to murder us. <laughs> okay, let's get so give us the brief. What is this movie about? So basically, Detective Vic Manning has chosen the wrong day to go for LASIK surgery, as not only is his daughter having her art show opening, but also his longtime nemesis, Tejo the drug dealer, is back in town with a big deal going down. And he's got a hot tip on how to take him down and how to avenge something that happened in his past and also happened in the opening minutes of the film. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can't get around because of his LASIK surgery, he relies upon an Uber driven by the titular... Stuber. Uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, but Steve. Steve. Yeah. And essentially, he holds Kamel Nanjani hostage for the bait of getting a five-star ride as acting as his ride-along partner for the course of the movie when stuff happens and, you know, will they be able to find the bad guy? Will he, will Vic kind of sort out his relationship with his daughter? Have they set their destination for entertainment? Will Stu get his five stars? Yes. <laughs> find out now. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not really. We won't tell you. Yeah, it's uh, a movie. That's basically it, huh? Yeah. It's, a, like, it's, a, it's a movie. I'm it's just a trying thing. to remember Stuber. And it's just little flashes of, well, they're in a car for a bit, and then they shoot for a bit, and there's some dogs, kind of, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah. Like, for me... Welcome to our new segment, Julian Betty, describes movies. Then Betty Gilpin is in it. No, just yes. this 90-minute movie is just, it's just nothing, I think. Like, thinking back, to just try to remember this movie, all the scenes in my head are all the scenes in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've seen, because I, I watched the trailer a couple of times because I thought the trailer was funny. Mm. And then you realize that's pretty much all that's funny in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the problems that it starts with is that the two characters are just unlikable. Like you kind of have mm. to, if one is the gruff cop and one is the kind of mild-mannered Uber driver, you're supposed to identify with one of these characters in this kind of story. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, in some of the, the better versions of these, you can identify with se segments of both of them that when put together makes a better people mm. overall. Kamel Nunjani is just whiny and kind of awful. And Dave Batista is just like, he's basically police brutality in his shirt. Yeah. So, like, Dave Bautista has enough, he has a bit of, he's trying to do that John Cena, Dwayne Johnson's kind of, you know, thing where, oh, I'm massive, but I'm actually like a sweetheart because I have a daughter that I care about. Yeah. And he, in some scenes, there's enough there where you can kind of think, oh, okay, Dave Bautista's kind of a great leading uh, man, he can kind of play the protagonist because he's kind of convincing as a good cop, and then you know he does some awful things, and you're just wow, well, I, I forgot this is Dave Bautista again. And I I appreciate that he's trying to do comedy. I think that it might be a way to go down because he can't be you know Drax forever. He can't be only Drax's comedic thing forever. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's his 
if it's his failing or just the failing of the script. Oh because yeah, it's completely because, like, for example, I love Kumail Nanjiani. I love mm. him in Silicon Valley. He is in Silicon Valley. He is probably closer to being Dave Bautista's character because yeah. he's a jerk. He's you know foul mouthed and just constantly hating on everyone and everything. But there's still that lovable bit of sort of nerd guy that you kind of don't mind watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this one, you're right, Ian. He's just whiny. He's, you know, at one point, I think Dave Bautista goes like, grow a pair. And yeah, yeah dude, grow a pair. <laughs> just, it's just this thing of like, look, man, you, you, you're you you're in the wrong movie. And yeah. it's kind of really annoying for me because, yeah, uh, Kamel Nanjani is an interesting um, actor in rom-coms or the way that he's trying to insert himself into these kinds of movies and that's interesting to see and he was great in the big sick yeah. that he wrote mm. but also this is this movie this movie is kind of trying to do this um, enlightened male feminist thing which I'm all for mm. in a movie yes it's great to see um, an action star basically saying that, no, you should be um, in touch of your feelings. You should be more sensitive and you should be more open to sharing your pain with your the people that you love because they want to take care of you. And that's really nice to see. But the delivery of it, it's also said in a very not great way, mm. I think. The way that Chameleon Johnny kind of like pulls it off, it, the whininess makes it almost terrible to listen to. It kind of has the opposite effect because you're like, well... You switch off. Yeah, because yeah. Th- if this is what it means to be an, an enlightened man in this world today, well... I don't want it. Which is exactly the wrong kind yeah. of message that this kind of film should be doing because mm. that's the, exactly the kind of person you want to be watching this kind of movie. There is a thing, is the, 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 you said the script is bad, it's, it's not great. It, there's so much of it. Kamel like mm, Jenny yeah. is talking almost non-stop to the yeah. point where it becomes that kind of wine you hear when a bomb goes off in no, a show. Because there's occasionally, there's nuggets of gold in there, but they're literally buried in avalanches of rubbish. You know what the other thing I've noticed as well is almost as if in post they realize they need more Kumail Nanjani or they need more like Nanjani-ness from mm. funny because there were spots where the cap, where the scene has ended and the shot is from the outside as the car drives away then they'll insert some random <laughs> Kumail Nanjani-ness and it ju- they did that so many times I'm yeah. just going wow you guys really realise very late that essentially this movie is not that funny. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Julian, about the Betty Gilpin character? Betty Gilpin's character is so tired to yeah. look at and just have on screen now. Like, So ba- basically, Betty Gilpin's character plays Stu's best friend, um, whose name... Escapes you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Escapes Betty, you it's, hard. She's play, I mean, she's Betty Gilpin. She's whatever. playing Betty Gilpin. Yeah, yeah. so... Ah. Really? Only B. Only B names yeah. for her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Betty Gilpin basically is... Stu's best friend and she's very tall she's very beautiful obviously and she wants to set up a spin class company called Spinster yeah for women only for women and she um, you know oh they had a one night stand she calls him when she's drunk and you know when she needs emotional support because oh my god Stu I just really need you right now my boyfriend broke up with me and Stu basically wants to get to her place so that you know he can comfort her he can be that knight in shining armor but to see a caricature of a woman in this way is completely opposite of what this movie should be doing yeah it was kind of terrible every time the phone rang because it was going to be betty gilpin because they need this additional kind of they, they need a reason for Stu to want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of go on a fun cop adventure with this massive guy. Yeah. I think you're right, Julian. The problem with that was it was so one note. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, the phone's going to ring. She's going to be whining to want to see him. He's going to whine to want to see her. 
but it's and also like so she's at home in the middle of the day drinking Chardonnay and crying yeah. and then calling her friend for a hookup. It's just gross. The, yeah. the problem is it's so single note. There's yeah. no underlying layers. There's no mm-hmm. undertones. There's no reason other than they're just going to go and hook up. And that's kind of the problem. So yeah. you're right. Every time the phone rang, you just go like, okay, move it along. Mm-hmm. We know uh, what's going to happen. And it almost feels like the least problematic person in this movie is Dave Bautista's character. Yeah. 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 And his daughter, of course, because yeah. that one storyline. But Natalie it, Morales deserves better. If you haven't yeah. ever watched yes. The Middleman, you need to watch The Middleman TV show. She's fantastic. She's kind that. of playing her Parks and Rec character, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Which is great also. I love her. She gets to be good, but... Iko Oase is like another character actor who's just wasted in this movie. If you don't know who he is, he's the Indonesian uh, lead actor from The Raid. And he is like, you have Batista and him in a movie. You assume there's going to be fantastic fighting. Yeah. And when they do fight, the cameraman seems to be having a fit. Yeah. The camera work seems to be like they want to do uh, Jason Greengrass, Bourne. Jason Bourne, but, but don't know how. So as yeah. a result, they just shake. Yeah. It was just the most, it was the worst fight scene I've seen this year. And I'm it sure. goes on for so long. And I think that's the problem, right? Because when, if it was John Wick or something and yeah. it was Iko Awais, yeah. you'd be like, oh yeah, this yeah is, let's do this. Settle in. Yeah. This is going to look good. And it's like, what's going on? What's yeah. this bl- have, have I, do I need LASIK surgery? Yeah, because at some points the camera was even pointing in the wrong places. You just go like, this is not cool, guys. Yeah. This this whole, like, at, at this point, I hate Paul Greengrass for that for the Jason Bourne <laughs> sequence. Yeah. It was great when he did it, but the problem is now everybody else does yeah. it very badly and it's just, mate, just put it on tripods, put it on wide and let them go because yeah. then I can see stuff. Basically... It wasn't that fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there was a few kind of pity laughs I think I had mm-hmm. at things. Or at some point, they never really explained the fact that um, Dave Bautista can shoot really well when he hears things. Yeah. Apparently, he's, blind. he's straight Apparently up he's dead like, blind. He can't see. But the second that Kumail Nanjiani throws a can, he can hit it with precision. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The also, action's kind of mean spirited, right? Yeah. Also, you, nobody explains the fact that Kumail Nanjiani can throw cans like, yeah. A, yeah. like a pitcher and that he just <laughs> hits everything. So it's not great. It's script salad, essentially. They threw together Pretty a load much. of stuff and then they threw together a load of actors. Karen Gillan is also completely wasted. This was just shock. I didn't even know she was in this movie. Yes. Well, I think she probably doesn't want to know want people to know that she's in this film now. <laughs> to be fair, I do know people who found it quite funny. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, the okay. consensus online is pretty like, oh, yeah, it was a good enough comedy. You know, you can switch your brain off. You can watch it. We didn't yeah. feel that, but you know, no. you, this is maybe something you can enjoy. But here fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about Stuber today. If you have any thoughts, you can send it to us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. And on social media, we are at Skip Intro MY. More after this, BFM 89.9. Best flipping moments. BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee, Jilin Yap, Ian McNally, and Bahe Yusuf. We've been talking about Stuber, and I guess one thing that makes a good buddy cop movie is the chemistry between the two main characters. In this case, it's uh, Dave Bautista and Kumal Nunjiani. Did they manage to achieve that in some way? Because earlier you were saying that uh, they're not necessarily, both of them are not necessarily characters that are likable. Mm. I think there was probably the bones of a good idea there somewhere and it just didn't play out because they ran their characters and their characteristics so much into the ground. I remember thinking like, at one point I looked at my watch and going, wait, it's only been an hour because one, so much has happened and two, nothing has happened. Because <laughs> I don't know, because at that point they had already done a couple of stops on the on the ride and they had done a couple of things which are supposed to take them somewhere else and then you just go... 
why are we still here? Yeah. I I don't know why. And so no, I think this had a lot not going for it. I think the weak script was not great. I think I love Kumail Nanjiani. I love Dave Bautista, but maybe they weren't the best people for this. And I think for a buddy cop, especially, I think not only just the characterization or the chemistry, but the two actors are very important. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, one of my favorite like buddy cops of all time has to be Bad Boys. Oh yeah, Bad Boys for life. <laughs> <laughs> it was just there's that there's a there's a there's a chemistry between the two between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but also Mike just. Lowry. <laughs> Can't talk about bad boys. They're talking about Mike yeah. Lowry. <laughs> it's just, and plus, there's just something ridiculously over the top. Of course, there is about Michael Bay's directing and action sequences, and you just go, "Why does a police officer have a Ferrari?" Yeah. It's okay. Let's move on. You know, and it's great. I love it. My bugbear when it comes to a lot of movies is that we only have so much finite time on this planet, and I don't want to watch movies that do what's already been done and do it badly yeah and with bad boys it was like we've seen what's happened before so now we have to put a spin on it and the spin is this time is like we have to get the suave sexy cop and the family man cop to switch places for this suspect mm. for like reasons like for it's literally yeah. like for a line reasons. in the script yeah. and it's like they have to pretend to each be each other and the movie just flows from that yeah. and like martin lawrence trying to be will smith is without being will smith just trying to be the idea of will smith yeah. is hilarious I think everything about that is hilarious, and I think that's a big part of a of a buddy cop film. It's not the it's not the procedural element yeah. of of say something like Seven, right? Technically, Seven's a buddy cop, but it's you know it's not a buddy cop. Yeah, it's, it's a, a thriller movie. It's a thriller really. movie, right? You want something like Bad Boys. You want something like Hot Fuzz. Hot yeah. Fuzz does it perfectly, mm. I think. Yeah, because they they've done. All the research. They've looked at every single one that yeah. was made. Probably they probably dreamt up a few that were awful as well. Maybe they dreamt up Super and said, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. And then distilled it all down into the raw essence. Of what a buddy cop is. Yeah. Yeah. And then said it in a small town in England. <laughs> and even then, it also knows that it's the raw essences, but it's also able to reflect on that and say, look, buddy cops are kind of ridiculous, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes boom, 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 boom. Like it's yeah. exactly what all buddy cops kind of should be but yeah. it also can't be yeah yeah but it sort of it accepts the fact that it's ridiculous and just goes but we're all going to have fun with it yeah i'm going we're going to break into this into this armory and we're all just going to have shotguns <laughs> and oh the old man has a tool shed filled with weapons, old weapons yeah. but let's go do that and nick frost is going to ask pc nicholas angel the best cop in all of england yeah <laughs> have you ever fired a gun in the air at rage have you ever <laughs> shot someone in the head so hard it exploded and have you ever walked I think, have you ever had a car chase? And I think, is there one, have you walked away from an explosion yes. while not looking back? And in that movie, they then do all then those they things. Do, that, well, that's like the Edgar Wright Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah. yeah. Stuber does that line. There's a point where he asks, yes. have, you, have you ever done these things? And they do some of it, but they don't walk away from the explosion. Mm. It's like, you've had a, the germ of you, an idea and decided yeah. like, well, we'll, that, like, we we'll give up that. after a while. Yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't though. If they had, it's just, well... This is what you're trying to do. You're yeah. trying to do another hot fuzz. Like, come on, you're not yeah. that good. Yeah. You have to kind of lean in into the theme of just going all out bonkers and having ridiculous amounts of fun with it. And I think uh, one movie that really achieved that would have been 21 Jump Street. Mm. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed the chemistry between Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. It was just such a fun movie and you don't expect some of the things that happen. Like suddenly, uh, you know, for example, uh, James was it James I think Dave Franco Dave Franco was in it yeah. and every character in that movie was just 
endearing to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, 21 Jump Street was not, I, I had no idea what the, the original TV show I was. And TV. I was just, I had so much fun. Yeah. I didn't think I would because it was the time when Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum as well, It was this was before Magic Mike, he was still doing a little bit silly the comedy. The bro kind of. The, yeah, 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 the jock I, stuff. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be so funny yeah. and I didn't expect them to work so well together. And um, even in the second one, 22 Jump Street, it works as well. Um, still so fun. It's still really yeah. fun and mm. it doesn't suffer from sequel problems. You yeah. know? It's We're still, I'm still hoping that after Men in Black International failed, they'll pull together that Jump Street, Men in Black crossover. There was that about. supposed to be, right? That yeah. would have been cool. But it would, it would have to be uh, I wa- Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. I want to see the original. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't want to see these new guys. Yeah. I yeah. have another one that I think is also kind of fun and I didn't realize is a buddy cop until like five minutes ago is Miss Congeniality 2. Oh. Oh. <laughs> two? Yeah. The second one. Yeah, number oh. two because I don't think the first one Sandra Bullock works with anyone. I think she was she was, was solo. She? I think she was flying solo yeah. on that one. So yeah. the second one she's with Regina King. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Regina King's the cop. Well, they're both cops. She's she's the more straight-laced one, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, because, I mean, obviously there aren't that many buddy cops that are that mm. have a women team, a women-led team. I have two mm. on my list right now. And um, yeah, I, I, Sandra Bullock is great. Like, I love that she is kind of leaning into this, oh, I can be kind of serious, but I also want to do hard comedy and hard action at the same time. And a buddy cop's a great way to do that. Regina King is a great comedic actor, so. Yeah. We should probably I, say as well, she's great in Demolition Man, which is a buddy cop thing for half of it. Yeah, it's true, true. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Actually, no, you're right. Yeah, that is a buddy cop. Yeah, that's a great buddy cop. Huh. I'm just, I'm just sort of, because now I'm just sort of going back. You're yeah. just playing it in your brain. <laughs> I am because Demolition Man's, because everybody forgets. Everybody thinks of Demolition Man as Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah. But you forget, Sandra Bullock's a big character in that, in that movie. And it's, yeah, it's a great buddy cop. When it comes down to like trying to do something new in cinema, it's like, if you're doing this, Stuber's not good enough. You're looking back, even in 1988, they realized when they're doing a buddy cop thing to do something different, when they did Alien Nation with James Caan and Mandy Patankin. Do and I'm getting a lot of weird looks. Does any of you guys know, remember this movie? I don't know if I I don't know if it came here. I'm pretty sure it did. So you know this, you know, Uber is like cop and Uber driver, um the heat that was the Chris Congeliality's undercover cops and beauty queen. Yep. This is a human cop and alien cop. So Alien Nation is a, definitely don't know this, but one. <laughs> it's all done for serious. Like a spacecraft that has a load of aliens on board arrives on Earth. They're all enslaved. They're not actually like they're not the owners of their technology or anything like that. They're basically refugees. Thinking ahead already in 1988, they integrate. They're called the newcomers. They integrate with life in LA. One of them is the first cop. They're all given like you know Coney Island. Is it Coney Island? Not Coney Island. Staten Island style name. So one has decided his name is San Francisco. <laughs> And that's Mandy Patankin's character. And they're very literal, but he's a good cop and he's teamed with uh, James Caan's character. And it's just, you know, they're trying to, you know, he can, uh, Mandy Patankin can t- speak to the alien guys. You know, Ed, uh, James Caan hates having to deal with this kind mm. of stuff. And it's that mismatch pairing. And also it's made in 1988. So drugs are a big part of it. There's also the fact that the newcomers, seawater dissolves them. Mm. The, that mismatch thing is quite uh, is quite a big thing for buddy cops right you kind of have to put oil and water together and i think yeah i mean um mark Wahlberg's the nice guys um I'm, mark Wahlberg. yeah 
Yeah. Oh, yes. And Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah. So Nice Guys. Oh, There's the too other, many guys movies. Guy. It's the, huh? the oh, that's the other guys. That's the other guys. The Nice Guys is the Ryan nice Gosling and... And Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Which is also Oil and Water thing. And then... Kiss Kiss uh, Bang Bang. Kiss, so kiss another Bang. Shane Black Yeah, one. so it's this idea that, that how do you put these two, these two people together? Rush Hour. Cheese. Yes. Rush Hour, <laughs> yeah. right? That's completely different worlds all of, all of a sudden. And, and I think that is what makes the magic work. And I think that's what Stuber didn't quite do. Yeah. Mm. I think one guy is just this big, gruff police officer who can't see, apparently. And then there's another one who is just like a, you know, spineless cab driver, essentially. And we just go like, okay, sure. Well, if you've watched Stuber, you can let us know what you think. You can drop us a note, actually, at movies at bfm.my. You can also find us on social media. We're at skipintromy. And there might be another reason why you might want to hit there, because we have something a bit special for you. To mark the release of Stranger Things Season 3, Netflix Malaysia has given us two giant upside-downable Lego sets featuring the bias house in the real world and the upside-down. It includes Lego minifigures of Eleven, The Boys, Sheriff Hopper, and the Demogorgon. When this 2,200 piece set by following us at Skip Intro MY on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You'll find more details there on how to participate. Once again, that's Skip Intro MY. You've been listening to the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. What you gonna do when they come for you? When you 